welcome back to Deeper the Most, guys. I'm your host, DJ. And I'm your host, Sab. We're on episode 69. 69. Let's talk about sex, baby. <sighs> we have a lot of things in store for this episode, so you're definitely in for a treat. This one is going to be a blast. We also have um, a special sex-inspired cocktail to go along with the episode. But before we get into sex and our Q&A, as well as something else, we want to show you guys how big Mango has gotten. And if you don't know who Mango is, it is our Monstera plant. He's huge, you guys. Yeah, if you can't tell, he's huge. All of these are like, this is his newest leaf right here. Very big. And he has a root growing out right there. Yeah, we call it his dick. How fitting. <laughs> How fitting. All right, so let's get into it. We have broken this episode up into a couple of different parts. Three parts to be exact. Um, and it's going to be a wild ride. So buckle in. But before we get into all that, let's show off these awesome drinks. Hell yeah. We have some B-roll footage, but we will raise our drinks. I made these and I was just throwing shit together. But I decided to call this Sex on the Beach in Miami because we used Malibu rum and some other ingredients. I think it definitely resembles like water and kind of sand and the clouds. What? Ooh, that's good. A little too good. We hope you guys are sipping on some tea, some water, coffee, liquor, whatever makes your heart content, some wine. Um, but yeah, drink something up with us. Go ahead and snack with us. And let's get into sex. Yes. And for our first segment, we have sex quizzes. You know, we love BuzzFeed on this podcast. Guilty. Definitely do. Um, yes. So for our sex portion, I feel like we can have a free discussion about just like our thoughts and feelings on sex overall. But for our sex portion of this episode, we're going to do three different sex quizzes. And I'm really excited about these because they're pretty interesting. And BuzzFeed be promising a lot with these <sighs> quizzes. I'm going to just say that. They do. So our first quiz is what is your sex IQ? Now... Quick side note, a little backstory about your host, Sav. I, before the pandemic started in 2020, I have war flashbacks, Ugh. like thinking about that year. But before, um, I mean, during 2020 and a little bit before that, I was working at an adult entertainment store um, in Washington called, well, I'm not going to say the name <laughs> but yeah um in washington and i absolutely love that job one of my favorites but i really learned a lot about sex a lot about myself um and as well as just learning how to educate other people on sex and how to please yourself and do it safely and correctly because there is a correct way to do it but um i feel like that job definitely served me well and i would go back to a job like that like hands down favorite job it was such a great work environment but enough of all of that so let's get into this quiz and our first question is how big is the average erect penis and your choice a is five and a half to six point three inches which is 14 to 16 centimeters six to six and a half inches which is 15.2 to 16 and a half centimeters and c 6.3 to 7.2 inches, which is 16 to 18.3 centimeters. All right. I know what I'm clicking. Oh, it tells you right then and there if you're correct or wrong. So I do have an upper hand because I did work at a sex store. So I'm assuming that I'm going to do really good on this quiz, but ain't no telling. I might fuck up. Who knows? But I got this first one right. Nice. I did too, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that you would know that. Uh, no, I um, I didn't work in an adult store, but I did like I do my research. I'd be curious about this type of stuff all the time. So yeah. And the correct answer is five and a half to six point three inches. According to the NHS, a penis would only be considered unusually small if it was less than three inches long when erect. 
which makes a lot of sense. Question two, which form of contraception is most effective? You have the male condom, female condom, contraceptive pill, and the diaphragm. There's other very effective contraceptives out there. These aren't the only options. There's a, a huge array of contraception. But let's go ahead and pick our answer. Oh, shit. I got it wrong. Oh, wow. I got it right. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, go ahead and say what it is. The correct answer is contraceptive pill. According to the NHS, the combined contraceptive pill is more than 99% effective when taken correctly. For male condoms, it is 98% and 95% for female condoms and 92 to 96% for diaphragms. Okay, so that's where I fucked up. Because I knew that male condoms were like high up there. But I did not know that the pill like claims 99%. Question three. What is the average time it takes for a man to ejaculate during sex? 30 seconds. I'm playing. A, two minutes. B, five and a half minutes. Or C, 15 minutes. The correct answer is five and a half minutes. Question four. Does wearing a condom affect how long you last? Yes. Oh, no, it doesn't. Whoa, I got it wrong. Yeah, you're right. And it doesn't. Literally. Question number five. The average clitoris is the size of a pea, a lime, or a corgette. (laughs) That's interesting. I'm going to say a corgette. Oh. And what do you say? I'm going to go with P. I got this one right. Did you? So I clicked the wrong answer, but I know what the right answer is. So I clicked P, but the right answer is actually Corget. Yes. It says the external part may be small, but it extends around five inches into the body and has nerve endings similar to a penis. And um, a lot of people equate it to basically a penis that's inside out. Right. Pretty much. Question six. Can you get pregnant from having sex on your period? Yes, you can. I agree. I think you can as well. Well, actually, yeah, it's proven that you can. Yeah. Question number seven. Which of these items of clothing can help achieve orgasm? A, a t-shirt, B, knee pads, or C, socks? I'm going to go with socks. Correct. It is socks. Question eight. Is it possible to orgasm just from nipple stimulation? What do you put? I'm going to go with yeah on this one. The correct answer, it is. Some people do experience orgasm from nipple stimulation alone, says Debbie Herbenick, PhD author of The Corgasm Workout. Question number nine. What percentage of people claim to have faked an orgasm? A, 90% of women and 15% of men. B, 70% of women and 30% of men. Or C, 50% of women and 50% of men. Uh, I'm going to go with A, 90% of women and 15% of men on this one. Same. And we were wrong. (laughs) Actually, 70 to 30. All right, question 10. How many calories does sex burn per minute? And so here are the choices. A is 3 to 5, B, 10 to 15, or C, 20 to 30. And I'm going to put 20 to 30 Okay, I'm going to go with B on this one. Okay, and I'm wrong. I'm wrong as fuck. Yeah, I was way off. The correct answer is A, 3 to 5. According to this study by PLOS1, men burn an average of 4.2 kcal per minute, while it is 3.1 for women. What is kcal? Probably potassium. And question number 11. What percentage of women have lost their virginity by 16? A. BuzzFeed is wild with these questions. (laughs) What kind of question is this? Uh, That's crazy. A. 25%. B. 40%. Or C. 60%. I'm going to go with B. No, no, no. I'm going to go with A. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Ah. Um, I'm going to go with B here. The middle ground always seems like the closest answer in these type of situations. Yeah, I should have stuck with my gut. Because it's 40%. According to the Kinsey Institute, for men of the same age, it's 37%. Oh, wow. Which is weird that it's lower. Okay. 
Yeah, it is very weird that it's lower. I expect think... it to be a little higher than that. Yeah. Question 12. What is an orgasmia? A, regular difficulty reaching orgasm. B, having multiple orgasms. Or C, squirting during orgasm. Whoa, these are graphic. I'm gonna, I've never heard of this term. But I'm going to say... B, having multiple orgasms. Oh. Okay. I'm going to go with A. Oh, wow. The correct answer is regular difficulty reaching orgasm. According to the Mayo Clinic, anorgasmia is a medical term for regular difficulty reaching orgasm after ample sexual stimulation causing your personal distress. Causing you personal distress. Question number 13. What percentage of men say they made their partner orgasm last time they had sex? A is 94%, B, 85%, or C, 51%. Man be lying, so I know it's up there. Because <laughs> a lot of guys assume that they make a woman right. orgasm, but like that's not really the case. Right. Because a lot of times their time isn't taken to get to that point. Right. And with female orgasm, that's... The big deal is time. Like, it takes time to get there. So, I'm going to say a lot of guys be lying on this. Yeah, I'm a, I'm in the same boat with that one. Guys do be hyping it up, so I'm going to just... I'm going to go with B, 85%. Because it's up there, but it's not like every guy is saying this. Okay. I highballed it and went with A, but you're actually correct. Yeah. It's 85%. Though, according to the Kinsey Institute, only 64% of women report actually having an orgasm the last time they had sex. Number 14, how many calories are there in a typical male ejaculate? A, 40, B, 10, or C, less than 1? Oh, now I genuinely don't know this answer, but I'm going to go with B. Me too. And we are wrong. <sighs> It is C, less than one. According to this study, there's about 0.7 calories in a typical ejaculate of 3.4 milliliters. Question number 15. When was the first electrical vibrator produced? A, 1902, B, 1950, or C, 1969? How the fuck? I don't know. I'm going to say B, 1950. I don't know, though, because 1969 seems very, like... It's Direct, like, yeah, it was this specific year, mm. but like, that could also be 1950. Right. <laughs> like, I'm gonna go with 902 because maybe they're just trying to joke around with the whole 69 thing, yeah. And 1950, I don't know, I yeah. just don't feel like well, you're right with 1902. Oh. According to this advert for La Vida Vibrator, and they gave us our overall score out of 15. Ooh wee. And I did terrible. <laughs> I did terrible, y'all. But these were like weird questions. But it did say I scored better than 20% of all other quiz takers. It says, oh balls, your sex IQ is pretty low at the moment, but there's always time to learn. You just have to try harder next time. I got 10 out of 15. Okay, on to the next quiz. <laughs> what does it say about it? It says, you're a sex bird. You really know your stuff. Your sex IQ is so good that you should be in a sexy version of Mensa. Anyone who gets to experience your expertise is clearly very lucky. Impressive. And what percentage did you score higher than most people? And it says you scored better than 85% of all other quiz takers. Damn, my shit only said 23%. Well, now we're on to our second quiz, which is tell us your star sign and we'll reveal what you're like in bed. So, if you guys don't know, I'm a Scorpio. Woo. <laughs> and I'm a Taurus. Hell yeah. So let's see what they got to say about us. We're polar opposites, so... Let's see. This one isn't necessarily a quiz. It's just it's just trying to reveal what we're like in bed um, through our zodiac sign, I guess. Right. So I guess we could see if this is accurate. Yeah. To how we personally feel we are in bed. So mine is Taurus, and it reads: When it comes to love and commitment, no one is more serious than you, Taurus. The majority of you 
are already booed up and enjoy having very vanilla sex. But don't feel too bad about that. Almost a quarter of you are interested in trying open relationships and maybe it's time to try that. And, ooh, or maybe it's time to try that menage a trois. Do you think it's accurate to you? Uh, I don't think I enjoy vanilla sex because I'm always open to try like new and fun things. Yeah. So I would say they're wrong about that. Or I guess it can be considered vanilla to somebody else who's into right. more extreme like sexual activities right. than you are. Vanilla is very subjective. What's vanilla yeah. to you is not vanilla to somebody else. Mine is Scorpio. The best way to describe your sexual side, Scorpio, is fun but efficient. You love using cuffs and restraints. <laughs> I'm sorry, but this is accurate. <laughs> you love using cuffs and restraints, and you have the most luck out of anyone when it comes to scoring a partner through a dating app. But you're also the most likely of all the signs to think foreplay is overrated. Boring. Well, <laughs> let's break this down real quick. Yeah, I would say I'm fun. Um, efficient, definitely. <laughs> you know, work smarter, not harder. Um, cuffs and restraints. Yeah, like, that's something I enjoy, for sure. Like, I'm not opposed to it. Um, it says I have the most luck when it comes to finding somebody through a dating app. I would definitely say this is true. I've been on dating apps before and yeah, the inboxes be flooded, but not for long. Like it, nothing sticks, you know, right. I feel like that's just how dating apps are though. Yeah. Um, and then also thinking that I'm the most likely to think that foreplay is overrated. I enjoy foreplay. Um, I don't know. I, I don't think it's, yeah, I don't think it's overrated. Right. I think it's very important, actually. Like, how do you expect to get things going if you don't start somewhere? Exactly. So that was quiz number two. So our third and final quiz is these simple yes or no questions will reveal if you're good at sex. Oof. How accurate do you think this one's going to be? I don't think it's going to be accurate at all, but we'll see. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't think so either, but it's always fun, right? We'll give it. Yeah. We'll give it a chance. How about yeah. that? Yeah. So our first question goes, all right, let's start easy. Do you like fruit? Um, yeah. Definitely. Who don't? Ooh, this one's made for me. Question two. <laughs> do you like cheese? Hell yes. I love cheese. cheese. Question number three. Alright now. Alright now that you're relaxed, do you like foreplay? C. Yes, yes, yes. Do you like lube? C. Yes. <laughs> do you like sex toys? Yeah. Yes. Do you like role play? Yeah. I'm into it. Do you like threesomes? Um, I'm going to say no, only because I feel like somebody's always left out in a threesome. Yeah. I would find more pleasure and excitement in a foursome. Never done it, but it's on yeah. the list. Same. Definitely same. <laughs> like, I feel like, yeah, like you said, someone's always left out. Yeah. So I get what you mean. But a foursome, no, everyone's included. Exactly. Do you like anal and anal related things? Ugh. This one, it's kind of like a gray area. Like, I enjoy it, but like, it's got to be the right moment, right time. That's right. So I'll say yes, but like, to an extent. Yeah, I'd <laughs> say that. Would you say you're adventurous in your sex life? Yes. Yeah. Also, if there's any family watching this episode, why are you still here? Hey, man, say, man, look, I'm glad you support me. Get out. Mm, yeah. So. <laughs> Are you a virgin? <laughs> yes. The answer is always yes. I'm playing. <laughs> so that was it. Okay. So mine says you're amazing at sex. You are the best at sex, but you probably already knew that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you're spicy, feisty, and always ready to try something new to keep that fire on and popping. Now go off into the distance and I don't know, live your best protected life uh, fuck with it. that's nice because we got the same thing oh sweet okay yeah. all right and now we're going to get into part two 
of today's lovely, sexy episode. But before we do that, we have another cocktail for you. And this one is called the Pink Pussy in, in Miami. Miami. So DJ is going to do the lovely honors of reading off our Q&A questions. We've been asking you guys for about a month to send us Q&A questions um, for this very moment. Little did you know. And we did say that we are going to shout out the username if your question was sent in on Instagram. And we do have a couple of them that are anonymous. So let's get into this Q&A. This is our second Q&A on yeah, Deeper Than Most. It is actually. That's insane. Our first Q&A, we did a giveaway with it. And we're thinking about doing another giveaway this October. You know, just in the spirit of things. Hell yeah. Our Q&As are always fun, too. You guys always ask amazing-ass questions every time we do a Q&A, which this is only our second time. But the first time, if you haven't seen that Q&A, we'll have it linked specifically in this episode. The questions were amazing. And I feel like this go-around, there's some good-ass questions, too. So our first question comes from Instagram user Floors134. And it reads, when will the video about the Buffalo incident be uploaded? And for those of you that don't know, she's referring to the grocery store shooting in Buffalo, New York. Yes. Now, we did say we were going to talk about that soon. And it's coming very soon. It's going to be within the first half of, like, the 70s in our episodes. So, like, between 70 and 75, it's going to be coming up in the next couple of weeks. Um, So, we will be covering that very soon, as well as the Uvalde school shooting. Um... That happened, like, right after. Yeah. So, we will be covering covering both of those very soon. Keep an eye out for those. And thank you for that question. That was a very good one. It's a great question, actually. Because we did say specifically that we will be covering those soon. <laughs> and, yeah, that was, like, a month ago. Our second question comes from Gloria Wright. And she's also another cosmonite from Instagram. And her question reads, Thoughts of Georgia Guidestones and Conspiracies. Ooh, I don't know. Well, I personally haven't heard of it, but upon doing a little research, I found that they're like a roadside tourist attraction in northeastern Georgia. Mm, Interesting. I've never heard of those. I've never heard of that either. I think it's kind of cool, actually. So I found an article by uh, Daniel Arkin, and it says, The Guidestones should be smashed into a million pieces and then used for rubble for a construction project. And this came from the theorist writer, John Connor. So is there a conspiracy behind it? Apparently, he says, he was referring to the Georgia Guidestones, a 19 foot tall, four slab granite monument bearing a cryptic 10 part message in 12 languages. We are definitely gonna have to cover that in an episode soon, just so we can like do further research on it. And yeah, and tell us or tell you guys our take on it because Gloria, that's a great question. Yeah, that is a, <laughs> that's an awesome question. I didn't even know these things existed. I really like that question, and we, you just inspired us to do an episode on it. Yeah, so. we got to do it now because I'm intrigued. I've never heard of this. Yeah, thank you for that question, thank Gloria. You so much. Our next question is from I am Nisha B underscore. Another Instagram cosmonite of ours. And her question reads, do y'all believe that each year it's like time traveling, giving us a redo? Wait, what? Hold on, that just fucked my mind. Can you ask me that again? I'll ask it again. It reads, do y'all believe that each year it's like time traveling, giving us a redo? Holy shit, but like we just don't remember it maybe. Yeah. Damn, I've never thought about it like that. I've never thought about that either, so dang, that's actually interesting. My take on it is we experience this, you know, like every year. It's just like a timeline, right? It's like a movie. The time traveling is incorporated into each year that passes. But what if with each year, like we don't realize that we're time traveling. It's just us living. Right. In a sequential order. Right. And judging by the different theories of what time is and how it works, if that's the case, if it's us just living, then 
time has definitely slowed down for us because we're too busy trying to figure out what's going right. on. So, yeah. huh? If it's time travel, this would be a, a quick um, sequence of events. But because we're human and we can't process time moving at such a speed, right. we interpret it as how slow we're actually like consuming it and taking it in, right. which is us living. Um, wow, that was really, really deep. <laughs> but damn, Nisha, that was, that was a good ass question. Uh, I like that. I like that Hell a lot, yeah. actually. We'll definitely Shout have to get out. we'll have to get deeper into that too. Yeah. Oh, we're doing a time travel episode. You already know. Yeah. Sure. It's in the it's in the works. It's in the lab, guys. It's in the lab. Cooking up. But we have a question for you guys. Hmm. Have you heard about our sponsor, Anchor? If not, we're here to tell you about it now. Have you heard about Anchor? It's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free and easy to use. It has creation tools that allow for recording and editing straight from your phone or computer. This means you can view your listener account, upload vidcasts, and personalize your show, making it the best user experience around. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more, making it so you don't have to do it individually. You can even monetize the podcast without minimum listenership. Anchor has all the tools to make a podcast in one place, like adding files, sound effects, and audience messages. So download Anchor today at anchor.fm, and that's anchor.fm, A-N-C-H-O-R.fm. So what are you doing? Start your own podcast now. And we're back. Like a sexy butt crack. And now we're going to get into the rest of our Q&A questions. Granted, we did not get a lot of questions. I think we got more questions in our first Q&A. I think so. But the questions that you guys are asking are just as good. So, yeah. I love doing Q&As. I love, like, conversing with you guys and having that literal connection to where you have a thought, you have an idea, something to say, and we respond. Exactly. Like like we always say, join the discussion. If there's no discussion, if there isn't you guys. I mean, there's us, yes. but we also want you guys to be involved too. So Always. And like we say, we want you guys to expand your mind with us. And that means asking those thought for or well, and that means asking those thought-provoking questions and you know, Hearing our thoughts and opinions on them, exactly. as well as giving yours. Exactly. We love reading your guys' YouTube comments, too. So keep them coming. For sure. By the way, um, Deep in the Mouth's been going up. This is the year of elevation. We keep saying it. That's just what it is. And we have officially reached 2K plays on our YouTube. So cheers to us. Mm. And we have also reached 2.4 plays on all of our audio yes, episodes. Yes, yes. And I just want to say I'm so proud of us. Hell yeah, I'm proud too. I'm very proud. It's been it's been a great run. It's been a great show. And we've been consistently pumping it out every week. We try, y'all. We try. But without further ado, let's get into the rest of your questions. Our next question comes from the app user Gloria Wright once again. I love that you guys send multiple questions too. Because it really just tells me that your mind is constant, exactly, constantly working, constantly flowing. And that's what I like. That's what I like. Gloria asked, have you ever had any hauntings or do you believe in ghosts and spirits? Ooh, a two-parter. In terms of any hauntings, I personally haven't had any. But believing in ghosts and spirits, yes, definitely. Hell yeah. Definitely. I can agree. I haven't personally been haunted. Um, I've heard of like paranormal things going on in my household. Like my mom would constantly talk about that. She would say I had a portal to hell in my closet. Oh, wow. Yeah, my mom. Yeah, that's just a whole other story. <laughs> Save that for another day. But um, she would say shit like that. And then there was this one time I was living with my grandma in Kentucky. And... Like, I was upstairs. I don't know what I was doing, but I was upstairs, and I guess she was downstairs watching TV, and she told me about how this one day, she was just sitting down there chilling, you know, watching something on TV, 
And she had one of those melting clocks. I'm going to post or put a picture of it if you're watching this on YouTube. It's one of those like clocks that you can get at Spencer's or wherever. Kind of like a novelty clock. Also. Yes, exactly. And it looks like it's melting off of the side of a, a table or a bookshelf. It's literally like shaped at a 90 degree angle so it can sit on the edge. And it looks like it's melting. And so it, it, it sits perfectly on the edge and she had it on this bookshelf. Well... Apparently, she was watching TV, and the clock flew off of the bookshelf. There was no wind. There was no windows open. It's never fallen before. Like, it's pretty secure sitting there. And it didn't just, like, you know, straight up fall off. Like, it flew off. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. I remember sitting down with you guys, and she was telling that story. And I was like, what? And Grandma, don't, she don't think anything of it. Right. <laughs> She's she so nonchalant. Like, Come way. Yeah, insane. But I definitely believe in ghosts and spirits, as well as demons. Um, and I guess in that same right, I believe in angels as well. Right. So, yes. Our next question is... When are you guys coming to Vegas? Vegas, baby. Um, I don't know. I want to go soon. I want to go this year, but the way finances be looking, oof. Yeah, I want to go this year too, but like you said, finances are really kicking. We're broke college students, y'all. So if you want to support our show, we have a link in our Instagram bio. Actually, even in the description of this episode and every single one, we have a link that, um, you know, has an option for you to donate to the show if you want to support us and help us just keep this shit up and running. Maybe help us get better recording equipment, better lighting, because I feel like our lighting situation is lacking sometimes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, all of that good stuff. And I don't know exactly when we plan on going to Vegas, yeah. but... Hopefully soon. Hopefully in the fall. And But I do know where we are going. Base Canyon. Oh, so excited. I'm excited to go. Hell yeah. And we will be doing an episode on our experience yeah. when we get back. We will be including pictures and videos and footage and all that fun stuff. So be on the lookout for that. And our... Last and final question is from the at username Fleurs134. And their question is, what rapper would you bring back if you had the chance? That's a good-ass question. Dang, that's hard. I'm going to say Tupac. Honestly, I would love to see a likes of Eazy-E around this time. Ooh, yeah, that would be good. That would be great. That's a good one, though. Um, what about you guys? What rapper would you bring back? Because yeah. that's a good-ass yeah. question. Thank you for that question. So that was our Q&A. Yeah. And now we are going to roll into... Is it, like, bad to say that this is my favorite part? Ooh, not at We are going to roll into our Nope review. Yeah. Yes, we're talking about Jordan Peele's new movie, Nope. Fresh out of the theater... Um, we literally just saw this movie like a couple of hours ago mm -hmm. and on release day. And um, I must say, I have a lot of thoughts. A lot of thoughts. Okay, well, let's get into it and see what, see what we come up with. Let's get into this. So, first off, what I want to talk about is the, and this is a spoiler review. So, if you haven't seen... Wow. It's been a week since the movie's been out when this will be uploaded. So, if you haven't seen it, that's on you. You had a whole week. Exactly. Skip past this part. Don't click off. Just you got five past. seconds. Four, three, two, one. All right. So, okay. I'm going to start off with the plot. Okay. And when I say the plot, I just mean the story that we're getting from this movie. Mm. You know, it's about this this UFO and... And the allure and the spectacle of aliens. And I just want to say I love aliens. So I love this topic. I love this concept. Yeah. But there is another concept that is wrapped up in the grand scheme of all of this. And that is um, taming animals and the unpredictability of working with animals and the exploitation of animals. Okay. And I don't know. 
I just want to say the, the huge plot twist with the UFO in the end. It played it off as you know. If you've seen it, you know the UFO is the alien. Um, and they kind of played it off as like you know they were trying to create a skept or a spectacle of this UFO. Like of course, yeah. If you see a UFO, you do want to try to capture it on footage for proof. But what our characters were doing in this movie was more than just proof. Like they were trying to profit off of this um, and basically exploit an animal or exploits a being, a creature. And a lot of people in their reviews were saying, because we were watching like hella non-spoiler reviews before this dropped, um, and a lot of people were saying that they couldn't draw the conclusion to the chimpanzee timeline, you know, that whole story arc, and the main story arc. But I have drawn that conclusion like literally just now okay. that the alien could resemble the chimpanzee just in different contexts. Right. The alien is a being, it's a creature. And what are OJ and um, Emerald trying to do? They're trying to profit off of it. They're trying to exploit it. They're trying to use it for their gain, right. for their entertainment. Same thing with Gordy, the chimpanzee. Right. He was being exploited he was being used for fame. He was being exactly. used for money and entertainment. Exactly. Making a whole spectacle. He was trying to... They were trying to tame him. And things went left. Just like Jupe was trying to tame the UFO right. itself at his show. Right. So what do you think about all of that? In terms of everything tying in, in terms of like the alien being tamed, the monkey being tamed as well. It's also interesting because... Seeing the spoiler free reviews, everybody is always saying, Oh, it's a spectacle, it's a spectacle, it's a spectacle. Yeah. So, seeing how they use that aspect in the plot itself is interesting to me. They basically just made literally everything a spectacle. Like, take Gordy, he was being spectacleized. The which is the chimpanzee, right? Right, the alien, the alien itself before. Even before they knew it was before an they knew it was an alien being a saucer or a UFO was being exploited and tamed by Jupe because right. he was using it for a show. Right, right. Like he would literally draw it in exactly to the area with a horse, mind you, and that was really never explained. Yeah. Like what the horses actually do. Um, there were I have a lot of questions with this movie. My overall consensus is I enjoyed this movie a lot. I really did. This was a great movie. Um, you know, of course, I do have a couple, like, quirks here and there, things that I would have enjoyed better or I could have done without, but a lot of people didn't like the chimpanzee time, or not timeline, storyline, but I really enjoyed it because it was something different, and I feel like it did tie into the main plot line, but you just gotta think about it a little bit, you know? Yeah, it's it's a very critical piece, like, you have to... There's a lot of shocking stuff in there, so you have to, like, process it all to understand it. Yeah, that shit was graphic. I mean, not graphic, but, like, knowing the context of what is happening during this one intense scene, like, my mouth was on the floor. The whole movie, honestly, which is weird to say because that doesn't really happen with me. But I don't know if you, like, glance over me or over at me at all, but my mouth was just open in awe the whole time. I was just like... No, I is this really what I'm watching? Like, whoa, what is going on? Like, because remember we had theories about this before we watched the movie. I was wondering, how are they going to execute a monkey attack? Yeah. And, and like, they, you know, are they going to show it? Are they just going to, you know, draw clues and then you kind of draw your own conclusion from that? Or are they going to be super gory and like upfront in your face about it? Or are we going to get what we got? And I... I'm happy with what we got. I feel like they definitely delivered in that department. And I say that because watching that specific scene, it brings back reading about the actual case that happened. Yeah. And for those of you that don't know, there actually was a case of a woman, her pet chimp literally ripped her face off. Yeah. So it really brought that memory up. And it was... I say it was, yeah, I say it was very well shot, very well done. Yeah, I think they didn't overdo it, and they gave us enough at the same time. 
because it's something where it's like, oh my God, you have to like see it to believe it. You know, like, I don't know, like, how can you imagine something like that? Um, but yeah, I don't think there was anything wrong with the chimpanzee storyline. Um, one thing that did stick out to me though, was the shoe, the lady's shoe. Why was it like standing standing straight up up on its own? The only thing on set too. Yeah. While all this chaos is going around and the the monkey's literally like jumping around and he was like pounding this woman, he attacked the man, like, oh my god, it was very brutal. Very brutal. Yeah, it was terrifying. It's, yeah, it's very hard to watch something like that when even in CGI. Yeah. And just watching that monkey like do what it did and there was no I don't even think there was a score during that scene either. No, it was silence. It was just sounds. Yeah. yeah. The way Jordan Peele incorporated sound and just the cinematic shots that were used in this movie, the score, everything, the acting, the the one-liners, like the comedic relief, everything just blended together nicely and it was just all sprinkled in appropriately. Exactly. It wasn't like all oh, the humor is here at this one part. It was sprinkled in. It was and it wasn't like all right, we're only going to show the UFO at the end or, you know, the creature at the end because that's what a lot of creature features do. But no, Jordan Peele had it all throughout the movie, which I really enjoyed. And I feel like that's good because if we say we do end up getting more and more movies like this, they won't be afraid to, like, show show what it is. Because, like, think about... I'm thinking about the whole spectacle of people knowing or not knowing that they're aliens, right? Yeah. So I think for the society we live in now, everyone's kind of kind of aware that there may be other beings out there. So Jordan was like, okay, let's just have it shown throughout the movie. So now it's a regular thing. So it's now it's right. like desensitized like everything else. Yeah. But what really got me was that the UFO wasn't even a UFO. Yeah. It was the alien. Yeah. Which was... A very interesting like take. take. I've never seen that before. Same, yeah. One thing I really loved about this movie was the acting from all the actors that we got, side characters included. I think everyone did a very great job. I think Kiki Palmer had the strongest performance out of everyone. Agreed. But Daniel did a great job too. Yeah, I think Kiki stole the show. And Brandon Perea, I feel like he just stole the screen every time he was on. Like, he really just stole every scene. My favorite scene with him was him talking to OJ's character about his ex-girlfriend. That shit was hilarious. It was great. And a lot of people were comparing this movie of Jordan Peele's to be his version of Jaws or his version of Signs. And I could see both of those as being inspirations for this movie. Um, However, I still think that he did something completely different with this. And I think the different thing is showing the creature and, like, how it actually, like, works and what it does. Right. As opposed to most other creature features where, like you said, they show the big reveal at the end. Yeah, like the last 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. Like, um, Cloverfield, for example, doesn't show the creature a lot. It shows it, but not a lot. Right. One that shows it a lot would be, like, King Kong or Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Those ones show the creatures a lot. Right. Or even Jaws, for example. What would you rate the movie overall? And this is like on a scale of 1 to 10. With 10 being like get out level type shit. 10 being get out and 1 being Annabella. (laughs) Annabella was terrible. (laughs) What the fuck? Oh my god. Sorry. I did not mean to say it like that. But I did not like Annabella. That was a waste of money. Um... (laughs) And we didn't even see it in theater. We fucking bought that shit on TV. But um, I'm going to give it a solid 8 out of 10. Only because I feel like some of the sequences just fell out of place um, for me personally. I don't know. Some of it, it just felt like the sequence was throwing me off a little bit. Um, also, I wasn't a huge fan of the... What is it? Section markers or whatever? Oh, the chapter markers. Yeah, for the chapter mark. Yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of the chapter markers. um, Just because I felt like as soon as they got off of the screen, I completely forgot what the chapter was titled. 
you know? Yeah, yeah. It was like, what was the point in showing me this if I'm going to forget in the next five minutes? Right. And I honestly, I now that I'm like thinking about it, this film was a lot of different things. It was a spectacle. It was like something different, but I feel like it was there were some satirical elements in there, like even with the the order of things and like the um the title cards flashing by. I, I get what you mean where it's like, okay, you flashed that to me, but now I don't even know what it was about. Yeah, I don't even know what it's about. So yeah. I can agree there. Me personally, though, I would still give the film a nine, and this is based on visual performance, based on the actor performance, based on the story itself is also very intriguing to me. The only reason it didn't get a perfect score is because there's plot holes with you, and I want to know more. Hell yeah, that deserves its own, like, spinoff, or it really should have been its own story, and they should have just unraveled it even further, you know, like give us more context. There was, there could have been a lot of good material to go with that storyline. Um, but overall consensus, do you say that this is Jordan Peele's best movie mm-hmm. out of the three okay. or rank them? Okay. So I'll, I'll give you both. So in terms of it being his best film out of three cinematically, yes. Because the film was shot in IMAX and it was a beautiful experience. I think that was a given just because of his budget and who he was working with. He was working with Universal Studios. I don't think he had those resources during the time of Get Out. And us, yeah, he was like working his way on up there, making his connections. But like this kind of solidified like, all right, this is the quality that I was striving for. Now that I'm here, this is what you're going to get. As far as like cinematic elements, musical scores, all of that. In terms of how he picks his actors and how he um, goes about his storytelling, I would also say it's very high up there. I think he does a great job. Uh, Get Out was an amazing film. That concept was different. I haven't seen that. And again, this is something I haven't seen. So I'd say it's, it's pretty high up there. So if I were to rank these three films that we've gotten from Jordan so far, I would say Get Out's definitely top of the list. You know, it was his first feature film, and, you know, we were trying to see what he's bringing to the table. Right. And he then, brought the motherfucking table. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He built it, brought it, all the materials, he, the table. He got it. Yeah. Um, my second one would have to be, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with this one. I'm going to give this one second place. And again, that's mainly for, like, the cinematic elements, but he also, repro- right. he used, um, some other, like, I guess you could say repeat actors like in Daniel Kaluuya. Um, Great choice. Awesome choice. I, I think he does good with his casting. And um, it was nicely produced. So I'll give this one second place and I will throw us in last. Not saying that it's not a great film. It's a wonderful film. The The concept is also something I really haven't seen much. Mm-hmm. But um, I think the other two are just stronger. I couldn't agree more. Um, I would have the exact same ranking and pretty much the exact same reasons why. Us was great. It was different. Um, But it's not something that I would necessarily find myself rewatching before Us or Nope. I mean, before Get Out or Nope. And Get Out, like you said, that shit was just a masterpiece. Like, uh, so thought-provoking. It caused so much conversation, so much social commentary, and so many hidden details. And we were able to connect the dots and really dissect the mind of Jordan Peele with that film. And I feel like that was just an amazing starter film that can't be topped. Like, how often do you get a new director that comes out with his first film being that iconic? And it's so interesting because I didn't expect this from him at all. Like, yeah. I remember watching his sketch comedy show, Key and Peele, and I never, I always thought he was like the funnier of the two, but that's neither here nor there. I agree. <laughs> and so it was always interesting to see like, and I always would think like, what happens if these guys split up? And to see that this is what he came up with and like, this is what he brought to the world. The world. Yeah. <laughs> um Great job. Yes. Shout out to Jordan Peele. Because he's doing big things. And honestly, after watching this movie, it just makes me excited to watch his next movie. Like, I don't care what it is. I'm ready. 
if he's going out the box in this way, I just want to see what else is in his mind. I love picking people's mind. So let us know if you watched Jordan Peele's new movie, Nope. And yeah, like, what do you think about the movie? I don't really know how to feel about it. Like, it was so different and so out there that I don't hate this movie. I don't necessarily, I don't know, like, I don't hate this movie. I really do like it, but I don't know if I loved it okay. just because of the sequence of things. Um, and that really just like played a big factor in it for me because it was sometimes hard to follow. But I think with the second viewing, I'd be good. I think it's, I think it makes people so indifferent right now because it's such a different concept and things have been done so differently with this movie yeah. that it's unknown to, to critics and like the regular viewer. So of course it, people are sitting on the fence because it's like, okay, there weren't these certain tropes that I'm used to seeing in right. these certain types of movies but me personally i would definitely have to give it a rewatch to like digest it a little more yeah so yeah definitely and before we get into the last oh i don't know if we ever said that you know the note review was the third segment i don't think we did but <laughs> yeah so to continue into our third and final segments we have one last thing to tell you guys this is something that we have been holding on to for over a year and something that we mentioned that we would bring onto our podcast at some point in time but we just didn't have the right moments or we just got sidetracked with other content to push out um and that is our personal ufo experience or encounter i guess you could say or sighting um that we had what was it like 2021 to be or 2020 to be exact it was august 14th of 2020 damn so that was a while ago that was two years ago y'all so um i don't know why yeah we just never told this story this is at the time where we were like living in Georgia and it was like dead of night. I think it was what around probably like, like 1130 midnight yeah. and we we're sitting outside on the porch just gathering ideas for, you know, this cool show that we were thinking about starting. And, uh, and that was this deeper yeah. than most. And um, next thing I know, a flash of light just kind of like zooms across the sky. Yes, it was a pretty clear night. We were just sitting on the balcony outside you know, chilling. And then, you know, just watching the stars. Because in Georgia, we were living in a very rural, like, county. So there was no city lights to pollute the sky. And in Georgia, you could really see the stars. And so we were just, like, watching. It was a clear night sky. There weren't any clouds. Um, and, yeah, this flash of light literally beamed across the sky. It was not... A goddamn shooting star, okay? Yeah. It wasn't an airplane. I don't know what the fuck it was, it but... Was like close, but far at the same time. Yes, exactly. And the crazy thing was, like, it literally, like... You know, you could see... When you're looking at the sky, you could see the sky. It's not like a picture where the corner's cut off. Like, no, you could see the sky. We were literally, like, looking off into the sky... And just somewhere in the middle of the sky, it, like, showed up and then, like, sped across the sky and disappeared. Like, it flashed brightly and disappeared. It didn't, like, you know, come from, like, somewhere far away or anything. It literally, like, just popped up out of nowhere. It was, it was very weird. It wasn't like a shooting star, because I've seen shooting stars. And they moved slower. It was yeah. too fast. To be a shooting star. It wasn't a plane. There were no lights. No blinking lights. And it was too fast to be a plane. It was insane. And, you know, of course, we didn't have any cameras out ready to film this and make a spectacle about it. But um, I did immediately go on Facebook and just write out our experience and what happened just to have it in writing or just to have, like, the proof that this happened to me on this, on this day, this year. Because... Man, that was an experience, and it was so quick. Yeah, it was a very interesting experience. It reminds me a lot like the scenes in the movie where all the characters, like when the when the UFO does come and it gets dark and everything starts freaking out, everyone just like spectacles and like looks. That was that was my reaction. Like I didn't know what to think. I saw it and I was like, wait. Yeah, we were kind of just like, 
it got silent. We were just like, whoa. We stopped everything, stopped the conversation, all of that. And you know what's funny? I don't know if you remember this, but we used to see shit like that in the sky quite often. Like, it was more than this one-time event. But that one was just so, I don't know. I think that was our first time seeing that, for one. But also, it was just so out of the blue, so unexpected, and just so quick. It came and it went. And if we weren't looking at the sky at that time, we would have never seen it. So, it was almost like we felt lucky that we got to see it. Right. And Um, it's crazy because it happened, what, two or three times, actually. Yeah. In that same, like... And once in the backyard, too. Yeah, in that same area. So, I don't know, man. It was very interesting. The first time, to me, it felt like (laughs) whatever's up there kind of, like, missed the button or, like, pulled the page back too far and then said, oh, shit, I got to, like, get away from you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, yeah, and I, I don't know, I'm very fortunate that we were able to experience these things together because we kind of can bounce off of each other like, that happened, right? Yeah, that happened. Like, okay, it's, I'm not crazy, it's not just me. Now I'm going to go ahead and read off the posts that I had made, basically explaining everything we just said. But this was like word for word verbatim. I swear to God, I saw a UFO last night. How do you explain a flash of white light with an orb zip across the sky, then zap into thin air and disappear? Side note, it wasn't an airplane, no blinking red lights, and it was too fast. It wasn't a shooting star. It was fast, but not fast enough. And it wasn't a firework. It flew horizontally and didn't have any sound. Also, I immediately got emotional and started crying as if it had influence on my emotions. Please help. I don't know how to explain what I saw. I'm torn between aliens or time travelers. Literally, I forgot. This shit brought me to tears. Yeah. And you were looking at me like, bitch, why are you crying? And I was just like, oh my God. Like, literally, I don't know. In awe. Like, just yeah, your like, body's natural response was shock. So that's what you did. Yeah. And, like, I wasn't scared. I didn't feel unsafe or anything like that. But. It was just like an overwhelming amount of emotion. I don't know what emotion. It just felt like blank in a sense. But it was just like an emotion of being in awe. But it was so overwhelming. And like I said, that's your body's natural response. So maybe it's one of those things where it's like you've always heard about people seeing this type of stuff. And then you finally see it yourself and you're like, oh my fucking God. Like This is it. I finally seen it. Yeah. That is how I felt. Um... It was very crazy, and reading back on this, with me saying I'm torn between aliens or time travelers, now thinking back on it two years later, what do you think it was? I'm going to say aliens for sure. I agree. And the reason I would say alien is because time travel, it could. I feel like it just would have been a little different. I don't think it would have just like popped in the sky. I think it would have been like... Maybe literally out of thin air, like right in front I mean, of us. I mean, it could have been like, them passing through this year. Could, could or, have been, you know, that could year. have been, but I don't know. I'm just yeah. saying, I feel like it, it just would have showed up in a different way. It definitely seemed more UFO-ish. Like, it was literally a white orb. It wasn't like a yellowish bright light. It wasn't like a star. Like, y'all, I don't even know how to explain it. I'm getting worked up just thinking about it again. It was a clear, bright, white flash of light in an orb. Like, there was no mistake in it. Like, you, you And it get, didn't have, like, a trail behind it. Yeah, there wasn't a tail. So, like, you get, like, a, like when I say it was close but far, like, we had a very vivid, very clear view of what we were looking at. And yeah. then it just yeah. disappeared. It was close enough to see, kind of like how you can see planets in the sky. And you can tell, like, oh, that's a planet. Or, you know, like a bright ass star it's just like right there like a star that sticks out because it just feels closer like it was in view like that it wasn't like hella far i don't even know how to explain it like it was in the sky (laughs) but it was there like you could see that shit clear as day insane yeah it's beyond insane it's kind of scary actually it is after seeing the movie it's like oh what is And what's even crazier was that was a clear night sky and there were no clouds. Yeah, that was our experience back in 2020 and haven't experienced anything else like that since. 
But it makes me want to like go on a Stephen Greer like yeah, ex- uh, expedition. Yes, exactly. Or just go to the mountains and just see what I see. Honestly, I was I didn't even know how to feel. It was mostly awe for me. So it was like, and again, it was that realization of holy shit that I'd like just see that. Yeah, like know. I just saw that. And yeah. I like how we immediately after we're like, was that a UFO? Yeah, it's like we experienced that for the first time, like, together. And it's just so interesting because now you have someone to back you up. If people are like, oh, you're crazy. That's not real. That doesn't happen. Like, no, I saw it too. And for me to make a post about that shit on Facebook, I was not taking that shit lightly. Like, I wouldn't just post about it if I wasn't sure. I'm pretty sure that was something out of this world. I've never seen anything like that. There's nothing to explain what it could have been. Because if it's a shooting star, that shit doesn't just zap out of thin air. Right. It does not. So, same thing with an airplane. It just did not make sense. Right. At all. It's fucking creepy. If aliens come down to Earth, y'all, don't say we didn't warn you and give you a heads up. That's all I'm going to say. And with all that being said, that's been our super secret alien story and our review of nope did you guys watch the movie if not then i highly recommend checking it out at least once at least checking it out one time it's worth the theater ticket for sure imax also have you guys had any experiences like that or anything like worse or close any close encounters we want to hear your stories <laughs> but now we're going to get into this wiggity wiggity wine now and our first one is, what's something you learned about sex today regarding yourself? So I guess it could be something you learned about yourself and sex or just something that you learned about sex in general. And I'm going to say, um, I'm going to say the average amount of time it takes for a guy to have an orgasm is like five and a half minutes. I thought it was two minutes and some change. You're not alone. I was actually surprised that I got that right. I completely guessed on that one. Damn. Damn, that show, that bullshit show is kind of interesting. Yeah. So is that something you learned? Yeah, no, that, I would say that's one of the things that I learned. And then I think the other one is like the fact that there's no, um, what was it? Like protein or like nutrients in, in male ejaculation. No calories? No calories. Yeah. I think that's interesting. One down number two. Would you watch? Nope again more specifically in theaters with that imax experience knowing what it is and having seen movies in like and having seen movies in like regular like theaters i would definitely go watch it again i would too plus i have to like digest like i said i have to digest it like i we've watched it and i still kind of like want to know more you gotta get it i want to know yeah i want to know more but at the same time i feel like i've missed a couple of things so i want to see if i can pick them up same definitely definitely worth watching again too it was a long movie but it didn't feel that long right like it didn't feel as long as everything everywhere all at once it was very well paced for a movie with like acts and like title cards our last wind down is what question from the Q&A expanded your mind the most? I'm going to have to go with the Georgia Guidestones. I've literally been living in Georgia for a significant portion of my life and I'd never heard of that. I would say for me it was, is every year like a replay or time travel, like a redo. That's a very interesting And we just don't realize it. Right. That would be insane. So that was it. Those were our kind words. I mean, those. I mean, that was our wind down. And now we're gonna get into my favorite part of deeper than most, and that is our kind words. We always got some good shit to say, even on a bad day. <laughs> I would say this week. I would say keep your mind open, whether that's through meditation, whether that's through journaling, whether that's through like learning. Expand yourself and be open to new ideas and new understandings because you can go so far with that. I would say my kind words are saying nope is okay. Uh Saying nope to a situation, saying nope to 
an uncomfortable conversation or something that you just aren't ready to grasp or confront in the moment or right away. Um, it's okay to say no to. It's okay to take a step back and assess yourself, address your feelings and how you want to react and act towards a situation. Um, and also, you know, take into account the consequences that would come as a result of that. So it's okay to take a step back and say no. Now we're going to tell you how you can support and stay a part of the team. <laughs> the Cosmonauts. Exactly. <laughs> no, we need to do like a little thing. The Cosmonauts. What are we going to do? Like this. Put your arm up. <laughs> Cosmonauts. Put a C like no. this. No, that's terrible. <laughs> but let's see how it looks. No, 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 no. Do it. Do it. Let's see if it. The, the Cosmonauts. <laughs> But if you're new here, welcome to the show. And make sure you like, comment, subscribe on YouTube if you're watching. But if you're listening on Anchor, make sure you leave a nice voice message review. Leave a rating. Anything works. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, leave a rating and review as well. It helps so, so much. much. We would really appreciate it. We're just trying to grow. Exactly. Because guess what? This is the year of elevation. Exactly, exactly. And with that, you can also follow us on Instagram at Deeper Than Most PC, right on up here, as well as join our Facebook group because it's lit and it's live over there. Yeah. We be asking thought-provoking, or wow, we be asking thought-provoking questions, and it's a long-ass title. So there's the, the screenshot. Um, and you can also <laughs> tune in to us on TikTok because we do post just funny little shorts on there and little inside condensed clips of our episodes and lastly this has been episode 69 and that means you have 68 other episodes to check out including our short stuff bonuses so what the hell are you doing go check them out right now I've been your host, DJ. And I have been your host, Sav. Catch us next week on Deeper, Deeper Than, Than Most. Most.